All right, well, let's turn the Word of God to Genesis chapter 6. We'll start there. And all right, I promise I'd be short, so open to Genesis chapter 6. All right, let's close your Bible. Not, not that short, but <coughs> quick here, just one quick thought. Genesis 6, and I'll just read a few verses out of here. Genesis 6, and I'll read verses uh, 7 through 9. Say this, and the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 9, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Verses 13 and 14, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Verse 14, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. <coughs> Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within <coughs> and without with pitch. Amen. Of course, you study that, and that's type of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Right there. And then, verse 22, Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, again, we thank you for being such a good and merciful God. And Lord, we can't uh, speak too much, brag too much, sing too much about the amazing grace of God. Lord, I'm glad it's there. We could say from start to finish, but really from start to it doesn't finish. It just keeps going and going. And we thank you for that. Again, touch the sick among us. Uh, thank you for those that are uh, faithful to be here this afternoon. And uh, bless us with this thought. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we've been looking at different characteristics. <laughs> I just want to give you one quick uh, here, and that is the thought of initiative or action, being believers of action. Believers should be initiators, right? People of action, right? Someone has to go first. So as believers, to take initiative is to go beyond just noticing a problem or seeing a need, but, amen, doing something about it. Believers should take action on what they see often before anyone else does, right? Uh, as, as believers, right, you say, I want to be the initiator. I want to be the one that takes uh, action to get something done for the Lord. Now this comes easy for more some. I know some people, when you talk about uh, uh, going out and whistling or doing things, they say, well, you know, my personality, well, you know, you got to get over that, right? <laughs> We're all commanded. It doesn't say, hey, these personalities do this, these personalities do that, right? We're all commanded to be <laughs> people of action, <laughs> But uh, uh, effective believers are always on the lookout for opportunities, opportunities. <laughs> they know uh, we should know what we want and see everything through the filter of opportunities for the Lord. <laughs> Even in the midst of hardship or failure, right? We all go through things. We need to ask ourselves, how can I use this situation, this opportunity <laughs> to move forward toward the goal of God's will or glorifying the Lord through this. And then when we see that opportunity, right, to immediately look ways to seize upon it and do something. Right? As believers, we should be decisive. 
And we should, uh, you've heard of uh, uh, the paralysis of analysis, right? Sometimes people get locked up and making decisions. Well, that's why it's good we have the Word to give us guidance. And, uh, and, and, the, and then we also have prayer to help us uh, make decisions and know how to do things. And then after deciding to act, right, we don't want to wait uh, for anyone else to motivate them. We want to get out and do it. You know, a lot of times I say my rule, I'm not quick to make a decision, but once a decision is made, I want to move quick. Right. You want to pray about things. You want to seek wisdom. But hey, once the decision made, let's get her done. Amen. Get her done. And so uh, uh, believers should push themselves to take action, be people of action. Right. Even if it takes us out of our comfort zone. Right. We all have our comfort zone. And that's one of the great things of being believers, serving the Lord. Sometimes, man, when you just think, man, I, I would have never thought I went to a place like that. I would have never thought I would have done something like that. Boy, the Lord just led me into opportunities I would have never thought that I would be get the part of, get, uh, be a part of. Boy, that, boy, if you'd have known me, you ever hear, you ever hear a preacher get up and say, boy, if you'd known me in school, man, I was the backwards boy. I was the one that ran the other way when they wanted somebody to say something, then they get up there. Huh? The Lord can change all that. But uh, uh, to, to succeed, we need to take initiative. And believers, we need to learn to face the fear of failure. Remember, failure is just part of life no matter what you do. You know, like I often say, hey, when I give a testimony or witness, I like to talk about all the high points that I've seen. But listen, I can spend just as much time talking about my failures. Failure is just part of life no matter what you do. But uh, you keep going. And so uh, we, need to we need to realize that. And so, uh, of course, you know, not taking action can be a bigger failure. So one of the first men of action we find in the Bible is Noah, right? He's one of the first people of action we see in the Bible. And why? Because he was already walking with God. He was already walking with God. You know, again, I tell people they want to say, you know, everybody wants to do that big thing for God. They say, oh, I want to know the will of God for my life. I said, well, are you already doing what you're supposed to be doing? Right. You know, get busy doing what you're all supposed to be doing. You know, everybody wants to jump to that big thing. Well, that's not usually how it works. Right. You already got to be doing uh, the things that every believer should be doing. So Noah, you know, he was already walking with walking with God. And because he was already walking with God. Right. He was a man already active in pursuing God's will for his life and uh, and, and, and God's glory in his life. The Lord knew he could trust Noah to act on something big and get it done. So we know the story of Noah. And I like verse 22. God gave him a mission. And it says this, thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him. So did he. How can you have a better testimony than that? Right? Hey, just whatever God told you to do. Hey, you know what? I did it. Don't worry about if it's a, if it's, you know, building a rowboat or building an ark, <laughs> leave the size of the boat up to God. Just know, hey, whatever he told you to build, you did it. Uh, Genesis five is good too. seven, five, seven, five says this. And Noah did according to all that the Lord <laughs> commanded him. So it says, so did he. And so that is a good testimony to have. Right. Whatever God tells you to do, do with all your might. And get out there and think about that. We are here today. The reason you and you and you and everybody that you see on this earth, the reason they're here today is because one man, because one man was willing to be a man of action for God in his generation. Because just one man and influenced his family, 
right? Because that one man was willing to be a man for God and a man of action for God in his generation. That's why we have, what, we just hit 8 billion people on the earth today. And it's all because this one man was a man of action for God in his generation, right? When no one else would. So never think that you can't be the one to make a difference in your generation if you let God trust you to be a person of action, amen, a believer of action in his behalf. <laughs> All right, quickly, uh, we know this, Isaiah chapter <laughs> 6, and I'll read the first few verses here. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. I love that. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. With twain he did fly. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And you know what? It still is. Amen. It's there, right? You know, uh, Noah said, what would Moses say? Lord, let me see your, let me see your glory. Hey, it's there. Just ask the Lord to open your eyes. Just like uh, with uh, was it Elijah, right? That great host was already there. He, the, the eyes just needed to be opened. So it's all around us. We just need to see it. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Right? So then said I, woe is me. For I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king. Amen. The Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Uh, verse 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. And verse 9, and he said, go, tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see indeed, but perceive not. Well, here's a, here's a good example. If we find ourselves not very stirred to be active for the Lord, let these verses challenge you. You know, when I pray uh, for people every day, I pray, Lord, one, you know who needs to be saved? Two, you know who needs to be stirred. <laughs> Usually people either need to be saved, or if they're saved, they need to be stirred, or if they just need to, grace to keep on keeping on. And so, you know, you look at your life, and you know if you're being active for the Lord, right? And you find yourself maybe need to be stirred. Well, here's some good verses to challenge you about that. A good example here. Get alone with God. Get alone with God, right? And then get a fresh look, all right? Or maybe a look like you've never had. Have you ever had a look like this of God? You know, boy, I look back and sometimes I think, oh, man, I remember seeing God move and God do this. And sometimes we need to go back and we need to get a fresh look or maybe ask God or like Moses and say, hey, God, I've seen you do some things, but now I want to see you. Right. Like Isaiah did here and ask God to give you a fresh look or look like you've never have and ask God to reveal himself and his glory and his holiness in a real way. And so get a fresh look at God. And you know what? When you get a good, fresh look at God, that'd have to get a good, fresh look at yourself. <laughs> you see, the reason we don't a lot of times we don't see ourselves the way we should see ourselves is because we're not seeing God. 
You see, uh, he's the mirror, right? We look at him and then we say, whoa, is that what I look like? See, uh, you read those first few chapters and Isaiah thought he was doing pretty good. But boy, when he got a good look at God, it helped him to get a good look at itself and to get get ourselves in perspective. So get a fresh look at God. We'll help you get a good, fresh look at yourself and then ask God for a fresh touch. And that's what he did. And so a good stirring. So, and then he said, verse eight, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said, I hear my, make yourself available. Make yourself available. Remember the greatest ability is availability. You know, I think sometimes when I was a, a young Christian and, you know, I'd, I'd hear somebody like Brother Burgess get up and sing. I said, man, I'll, I'll never have the ability to do that. I'd, I'd see somebody on an instrument and I'd say, man, I'll never have the ability to do that. I'd hear somebody else get up and say something. And I said, I'll never have the ability to that. That's why I was glad when somebody got up and said, the greatest ability is availability. And I said, hey, I can do that. Maybe I'll never sing like that. Maybe I'll never play like that. Or maybe I'll never be able to do that. But I can be available. So you know what? I don't have any talent. But for 35 years, you know, I've just tried to make myself available to God. Say, God, I want to be, uh, if I can't be anything else, I want to be a servant of action for the Lord. And what was the result? Look at verse nine. And he said, go. <laughs> he said, hey, you want to you be active for me? You say, here I am, send me. Then God, amen, will give you something to do. So we see example there. I said I'd be quick. Now jump over to James chapter two. And that is where we are challenged as believers concerning our faith. Beginning of verse 14 says, what doth it profit, my brother, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save a man? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and then one of you saying to him, depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give him not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Oh, you believe in God? whoop de do. <laughs> Doesn't mean nothing if you're not doing nothing for him. Amen. Right? <laughs> but what thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. <laughs> so, we're not going to get into all what these verses mean compared to the other verses, but what if these verses teach us nothing else? One, it teaches us talk is cheap. <laughs> talk is cheap, right? It teaches that action, action, action. God wants his people to be people of action. The world, right, sees our faith when it sees it in action. There's a whole book about action, of course, right? The Acts. <laughs> The acts of the Holy Spirit, the acts of the Holy Spirit through what? The actions of the apostles. Man, you, say, man, you, you get into the book of Acts, man, they're, they're here. Now they're over here. Now they're over here. Now they're over here. Now they're there doing this. Now they're doing that. Why? They're on the move, right? Because they're filled with the Holy Spirit and God is a God on the move. And people that are in tune with God are going to be people that are on the move. God is a God of action and the people that are in tune with God are going to be people of action, either getting something done or waiting something to get something done. Hey, if you're not doing something, amen, be antsy. Like, you know, uh, get like that, that, right? That's what we want. We want to be a church in action. 
So that's just my one word I want to leave with you. Amen. Say, God, help me to be a believer of action. So this holiday season, right, let's not just tell people about our faith. Let people see our faith. People see our faith. Hey, even uh, uh, downstairs, uh, we, we just had a meal. But you know what? I, what, what, what were people doing? I mean, uh, Patrick couldn't be here today because uh, he was sick. So what? Uh, uh, saw uh, Ari and them fixing him a plate. You know what that is? That's faith in action. That's not just saying, oh, I bet Patrick's hungry right now. Wish he could be here today. Amen. That's action. As you know, we think it always has to be something. We think it always has to be something big, just something like that. Just, you know, uh, when people are sick, dropping off a meal or just uh, sending that text, checking on them or uh, making, you know, we've had several people sick. We've been saying for a couple of weeks now, oh, how many, how many people have you called and checked on? How many people have you sent uh, 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 a text? Well, one thing I like about Brother uh, uh, Thomas, right? He's always checking on me. Hey, have you talked to so-and-so? Well, I just got off the phone with him. He's, he brags about it. Well, have you checked on so-and-so? Well, I did. Have you checked on him? Well, I talked to him, right? You know, that, well, what's he doing? He's doing what a deacon's supposed to be doing. He's checking on him. Him and his wife, they're always checking on people. They're always going uh, to visit somebody. And you know what? The fact that he calls me and says, have you heard from that person? Right? So I, I got to try and stay ahead of him. But you know what? That doesn't, that doesn't offend me that somebody calls and said, hey, have you heard from so-and-so? Have you talked to so-and-so? Have you seen so-and-so? You know what that is? That's a blessing to me. Amen? One, that, that encourages me. Uh, that encourages me when uh, somebody does that and to, know, and to share with me that they're uh, uh, doing that. And so I appreciate when you guys are doing that. So that's what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. Servants of action. So this holiday season, again, let people see our faith. Like I say, preach the word, use words if you have to. Amen. But let people see our actions for the Lord. And we have all kinds of good examples, right? Noah, build. Isaiah, go. Hey, believers, don't just talk about it. Get out there and do it. Let's pray.